following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. Uh, for those who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions just to set the tone. Um, afterwards, we'll get into some icebreakers. After the icebreakers, we'll turn to the Wheel of Fate, where we'll give the wheel a spin, and whichever number it lands on, that's how we'll flow with the show. After the wheel, we'll jump into some closeout questions. And yeah, <laughs> um, tonight's guest... Very special guest tonight. Uh, I want to welcome Kanisha Liu into the building. How are you doing tonight, Kanisha? Good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited and a little nervous. For sure. It's good to be nervous. You know, like I think I heard recently, um, you know, it's good to be nervous because it means you care. So <laughs> I definitely appreciate Aww. it. <laughs> it's such uh, a good way to look at it. You know, so I, I appreciate you caring about, you know, this conversation, being open to share your story. Uh, definitely appreciate it. So thank you again. Thank you. I don't know if you noticed, I, I kind of stumbled in the beginning because I I switched the format a little bit of like how I introduced the show. Normally, I would say your name first and then give the rundown. But I don't know. You tell me out there if you listened, which one you liked better. I never know unless you tell me. <laughs> but yeah. So thank you for bearing with me. Uh, Kanisha. So my very first question for you is, how have you been? You've been doing great. You've been doing well. How you been lately? Um, I, I honestly think that the answer is that I'm doing better. Like, I think that a lot of times, you know, your first instinct is to always say good. I'm really trying to like push myself to be really honest with myself and others. And I think that in the past, like I've had a hard time and I am doing better. So hopefully that wasn't too much from the start, but no, no. <laughs> trying to hold myself to be accountable. I'm doing better and I'm on my way to good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing all right. It's actually extremely okay. hot uh, weather today. I'm, I'm from the Bay Area in California. So like that San Francisco area, um, we don't you get, get hot. <laughs> you know, our, our heat's like yeah. 75, 80. Um, today hit like 90s. So, man, we burning up right now. <laughs> but, That's uh, so interesting. I'm going up there for the weekend. So I'm, I'm hoping it's not too hot for me. Oh, where are you from? If you don't mind me asking. I live like in LA area, basically. Gotcha, gotcha. I lived in Long Beach for about five years, so uh, I got used to SoCal a little bit as well uh, yeah. before coming back up. But yeah, so it's been hot. Um, I'm going. I work at a high school program, so we've been going through the summer program. And today was like just a Zoom, long Zoom meeting. Had kids right. doing CPR training. So, you know, super boring and you get discouraged because the kids are like, this sucks. You know, like, I don't want to be just watching videos, uh, but <laughs> but it, it, all things considered, day's been going pretty well. Uh, and I love to finish my days with uh, the podcast. So thank you for making it happen. <laughs> but uh, so you mentioned you're doing better. I, I, I kind of want to ask you about, like, how do you know when, when you can say, oh, I, I'm actually doing better than I was before because I, I Actually, think that's hard no I think that's a good question and I think that's honestly a skill so I'm sure like a lot of people relate but like 
my parents are immigrants from Asia and, you know, you're kind of taught to be really stoic and push it down. And so when I was in high school and going through college, I think I was guilty of that. And I always pushed everything down and I, and then, you know, it bottles up and then it comes to a head and then suddenly you feel everything. And then you're not even really sure where it's coming from. So I think ever since college, like I've really made a point to understand my feelings And like, I think it just takes a lot of like soul searching, which is cheesy, but also just like, like understanding like your own psyche. Like for example, like anger, I didn't realize this before, but you know, that's not really like your first emotion. You usually feel angry because of something else. And so like when I feel certain things like that, I'll know to think like, you know, take a breath and kind of focus in on that reactionary side and and stop myself from, you know, like, doing whatever my knee-jerk reaction is and like really thinking like what is happening what made me feel what and like kind of delve deep like dive into that I guess so I think it just takes practice a short answer is just practice and really knowing yourself and that's kind of what I'm trying to figure out right now did that make sense (laughs) it did make sense it did make sense um yeah I, I got I got you there um I wanted to say like you you told me about practicing to like you know better understanding your emotions you know when you feel anger so you feel like better for you is that you feel more aware of your emotions at this point for sure I think I've always been pretty self-aware probably too much to the point where I don't give myself the space to just relax because I'm always aware of everything I'm doing um but Yeah, I think, like, I've just really tried to focus in on, like, the the why. So, like, I'm a history major, and I think that really plays into how I am now. And, like, with history, one of the things is, like, it's always a result of something else. Like, you know, like, the way you treat the people in your community will lead them to feel this way, and it'll lead to this movement, and this movement will cause that. And I think that's, like, ingrained in my head, too. And I'm like, the reason that I react this way is because as a child, when I was seven, my mom did this. You know what I mean? Like, it's too much, and I admit it, but I think it's really helped me figure out myself. And now, like, that's part of the reason why I really wanted to come on your show, because I, like feel like I just like am getting to the moment where like I really want to talk about everything and I'm finally understanding myself that's a long-winded answer but no no you're fine don't worry (laughs) ramble on say everything you need to say (laughs) Uh, but I got you I got you I'm glad that you know this is perfect timing for you to be able to leave something uh, behind and you know for you you'll be able to look back on it be like that was me at this specific time i always feel bad when i reach out to people that i'm not aware that it's not a good time right so for someone to reach out might feel a little pushy like oh come on to my podcast tell me everything that's bothering you and like you know and how you feel about it uh so i hate feeling pushy so i'm always happy to hear when people say and it's a phrase that i hear a lot which is like i'm finally ready or i'm ready to do it or i feel good to talk about myself which is you know i tell people it's an open door invitation um so if it's whenever you need it it's always going to be here um but yeah so no i I hear you but history oh go ahead sorry no 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 no. do your thing like something about your podcast is it feels really like altruistic like I also work in marketing so like I know a lot of times like podcasts are like really to like sell something but it 
I don't know, yours and like the like a lot of podcasts do both, you know, they're like serving their community but also like selling something for whatever product they have, but like yours really mostly truly, if I'm wrong, like feels like you really want to get to know people and I think that's amazing. So I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> no, right on. I mean I, I appreciate that you recognize that fact. Uh, I have friends in marketing and ad, uh, the ad industry as well. And they always tell me, like, what are you selling? Like, how are you going to make money off this? Uh, which is a very uncomfortable <laughs> thing for me because I've, I've, I've had past projects. Uh, before the podcast, I was trying to do a clothing brand. Also trying to be altruistic with that. But yeah. it, it's super hard. It it, uh, it it really affected my ego and how I, like, I would introduce myself would always be like, oh, hey, I'm 34. I run this clothing brand, even though it's not a real business. It was like a message I was trying to spread. Uh, so when that got really complicated for me, those feelings, I was like, I need to find something else that I can at least like try my best to, to keep pure, you know, and be really for other people. Uh, so far, so good with the podcast. <laughs> um, I, yeah. And I hope you know if if it ever pops off or you know i I get that deal that you know distribution distribution deal that Mm -hmm. i can still have that control over it where like it it doesn't like people aren't telling me well you got to sell better help on your podcast you know or something like that (laughs) so was that that actually a name (laughs) 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 no no I mean, I think therapy is great. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. I have my own, I guess, feelings about BetterHelp because I've tried it before. Uh, oh. And yeah, you know, there's good and bad with everything. So, but yeah, if I mean, it's a plug for therapy, not BetterHelp specifically. But <laughs> yeah. if uh, if anyone out there, <laughs> easy. Yeah. You have any thoughts on therapy? Like, what, what do you think? You know, I I think therapy is awesome. That being said, I had a therapist in college and it was a really bad experience. Really? <laughs> yeah. So I really think so the lesson there is like not that therapy is bad, but that finding the right therapist, I think, makes or, or breaks it. Like I don't think that the majority of people will find, you know, therapists that will like like you know truly like scar them or anything and and it's not like they like traumatize me but my I just think that I walked away from therapy feeling worse and obviously that is not what you're supposed to feel so yeah no I I wholeheartedly agree with you finding the right person is key um you know for me it's my first uh what's it called exposure to therapy was through middle school high school uh, and a little bit of college but it's very interesting as far as the contrasting feelings I had about it from doing therapy as an adult to when I was a kid and I don't know if it plays into the fact that like as an adult we have all these walls that are like you know built uh you know that we build so people can't get close to us and uh every time I say that people are like what are you talking about uh, so yeah the walls that <laughs> and so when you go therapy as an adult like I know for me I think I struggled putting those down those walls I don't know why like I felt like I, I still wanted my therapist to think a certain way about me so I couldn't open up fully but versus as a kid you know like this the therapist felt like a teacher felt like a trusted adult that you know I could you know just open up to um, and I didn't have to think about like, oh, what, what is this person going to think of me? 
Um, so I don't know if that's me or maybe the therapist that I had where we didn't really connect. I didn't feel like I could open up completely. Um, and I, I honestly can't really tell if they care. <laughs> you know, it's like one of those things through an app, through like, you know, just FaceTime. It's different from like meeting in person. So yeah. that, that was my experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I think that. So for me, I feel like I kind of have like this weird dichotomy where it's like I am naive in a way where like I really want to see the best in everything and like trust completely implicitly and like you know I'm here for a good time not a long time that like kind of naive of day but like I feel like at the same time I'm very not trusting and like cynical and so like kind of what you were saying when I went into therapy like I kind of definitely felt like I was putting on a mask for my therapist um and I but like he he just wasn't like I just he just made me feel very uncomfortable and I think it made me add on to that mask and it put put me back in the sense that like because I was fully trusting this therapist and really thinking like I was going to walk away this from this feeling better so like leaving that feeling worse made me trust other people who weren't you know my therapist even less does that make yeah no I got you I got you yeah because like this is somebody that's presented to you somebody you can trust and if it doesn't work out it's like well if I'm if I can't trust you who am I who am I gonna trust (laughs) (laughs) no I hear you I hear you um I'm sorry we got to move on to the second warm-up question no Uh, no you're gonna (laughs) sorry I'm like messing up your whole thing (laughs) you are not you are not we get lost in conversation and that's part of the podcast but second question for you is what would you like the audience to know about you I guess that I'm like everybody else I'm figuring it out and I'm really trying to push myself to be more candid and open mm, I got you so right now you're you're not so much that and you're trying to get to China bro I would say I think I am doing a much better job than I was saying college like I really really had those walls up that you're talking about and like couldn't even open up to my close friends about anything that I was going through um and kind of expected them to like know without me even telling them which is never fair to them and I think now out of college you know more into adulthood like I understand that you know most of the responsibility falls on me to make sure that I'm okay at the end of the day and if I can't do that myself I need to be the one to reach out um And I think that I just used to be in this like cycle of self-pity and now I'm like trying to be the one to take initiative. So like in the last two years, like I've just really been pushing myself to be more uncomfortable, to be more social, to be more outgoing. And, but I'm very unsure of myself as you can probably see, cause I've noticed that I've apologized like probably 20 times already, you know? And, and that's something that I, that's another thing that I'm trying not to do. So I'm I the same just, way. So I was, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I think I get it for someone who apologizes a lot, too. I'm just like, yeah. OK, like this person, like I said earlier, you, you care about, you know, uh, what kind of vibe you're trying to give or kind of energy you're trying to get to other folks, too. So it's very like, you know, I'm here to be a, a positive uh, influence or a positive light in someone's life. And at any time. It doesn't feel that way 
I, I almost have to just like catch it and let them know right away so they don't think anything different. Uh, at least that's that's for me. I always I always apologize as well. Uh, you might catch me. We'll, we'll see. Maybe somebody can do a count who apologizes yeah, more <laughs> in this podcast. We'll see. But no, I, I hear you. I hear you for sure. Um, so those those walls you built and like how you're changing it, like what what made you decide to to consciously start doing that? Like, oh man, I was like that in the past. Maybe I should be different, or maybe I should try something new. I think like so one of my reactions I think is like comparing myself to other people and like like when I'm unhappy with myself and I think at a certain point I realized that like I always felt like I wasn't good enough I always was looking at other people you know to be like I'm like you know I'm not as pretty as her I'm not as smarty smart as him I'm not as funny as that you know person and I think it got exhausting at a certain point and I think I had been hearing a lot of times like people saying like you know confidence comes from within like you need to be your own champion whatever and it it, like it does sound kind of like cheesy but it also is true and I think that I realized that a lot of my unhappiness was because I was putting myself down all the time and like the envy that I felt was the result of me just being you know uncomfortable with myself and I just I think it was like I, I just watch a lot of shows, read a lot of books and relate to the characters. And then I think eventually I just like I forgot what what line it was. Honestly, I think one of them might have been Avatar, but there's like a line. <laughs> uh, give it to me. Give it to me. Tell me. <laughs> what about <Like>, Avatar? <laughs> Uncle Iroh, he's like talking to Zuko. And like I've always thought of myself as somebody with a pretty big ego in a sense where like I don't like being embarrassed I don't like feeling you know like insecure and I thought the way to combat that was by putting myself down to keep myself in check or something Mm. Um, but he tells Zuko in all his wisdom that the opposite of uh, ego is humility and I don't know I think his whole he has a whole speech and the showrunners will definitely you know say it better than I can but I think his whole like point of view there really touched me and it really hit me and I was like I, I don't even know why I thought it made sense for me to self-deprecate. Like, I don't know why I thought that that was a good way of, you know, making myself a better person. Like, it was just making me worse. And I think, like, a combination of just, like, feeling the way that I've been feeling for so long and, like, you know, doing taking in great media, like, plug in Avatar The Last Airbender, amazing show. Like, I think eventually... I realized like there are some things that I know what I need to do and I don't want to feel this way anymore. So like I'm going to try a bunch of things and see what sticks. For sure. For sure. And uh, how long have you been graduated from school or are you still in school? Yeah, I graduated uh, December 2020, 2020, I think. Okay. Sure. I mean, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Sorry. Yeah. So it's I think it's great that you're starting to come to these realizations and epiphanies um, and you're ahead of the curve. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe your generation's a little more on it than I was. I, I graduated 2013 uh, from college in my BA. Uh, so, yeah, it took me a long time. It took me <laughs> until about 2020, 2019. Maybe it was, you know, Corona and COVID that got everybody on the same page about yeah. it. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a trip um, and don't, put so much pressure on yourself you know 
it's really yeah. giving giving yourself that time there's there's no timeline uh, i'm sure you've heard it before and many more people will tell you again there's no rush so you know enjoy what you're going through uh, really figure out what you like what you dislike and after that i don't know for other 30 year olds but i always feel like it's that point where you kind of like all right this is how much time i have it feels more finite than it did before like when you're a kid you want to do everything um so yeah at this point in my life it's like this is really what i care about and this is how i should spend my time all the time and i think it helps with the confidence when you know yourself and how you spend your time yeah 100% yeah I mean I'm a big TV person and (laughs) and movie person so what's another show that like you know just it's different for you ooh I hate there's so many shows (laughs) Um, I I okay there's like the shows there's like two categories the ones that are like really good because there's like action and then there's like you know it, it just like makes your eyeballs like you know they just like they really like pleases your eyeballs i guess is how i would say it I got you. and then the ones that are like really like deep um i think i try to hit like shows that kind of meet that you know if i can like bridge that gap so i think the ones that i would plug right now are like invincible on amazon it's very gory so if you can't do gore i wouldn't recommend it but it is so interesting it is so entertaining and um the the cast is amazing it's animated and if anybody doesn't like animated shows just because they're animated like you're on my hit list (laughs) (laughs) they're sleeping on it they're sleeping on it for sure exactly yeah um i got into anime more sorry i cut you off no no, i was gonna ask you know when season two is coming out because i've been waiting for invisible yeah right like it's it's still in the air all right it's gonna be a while uh, so go ahead, continue. Yeah, anime, I got into more in quarantine. So I really like Jujutsu Kaisen and Full Metal Alchemist and Attack on Titan. Like, I feel like those are super mainstream. So everybody knows that. Um, <laughs> a third one that's a little bit weird is Hannibal. It's oh, OK. Very, have you seen it? I know about it. And I am familiar that it's connected to Silence of the Lambs and the, the yes. character Hannibal Lecter. Is yeah, it- it's about Will Graham, though. Whereas the other one is about Clarice, um, mm-hmm. and it's kind of it's it's a very different take than the than Silence of the Lambs, I think, because it's like a younger Hannibal, and I don't know, it, it's really interesting, and I think they do some really interesting things with characters, and like I love the acting, so that one's also really gory, and there's cannibalism in it, so for sure, but it, it's tasteful cannibalism. And I know that sounds weird, but you just have to watch it. Hey, it's art. It's it's artistic, you know. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll plug one in for you. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. But okay. have you seen Ted Lasso? I haven't. I okay. hear it's good. Yeah, it is the most like wholesome show on tele or on television right now. Okay. Uh, I think you'll dig it, especially you know you t- trying to find that fine balance between deep and um, deep and artistic. It's I mean, it's, it's a sports show. I don't know if you know too much about it. It's about this uh, coach who was brought in to coach a soccer team. He's never coached soccer before. So it's like, I don't want to give out too much of the spoilers in the first season. But they bring him in. He has no experience. And it's almost on purpose because the owner's like, I want this team to fail. And this guy doesn't know that. 
but he comes in there not knowing soccer and just inspires the whole team and organization to be better people because he comes in being like i don't know if you ever been in a workplace and then there's just somebody that just brightens up yeah. the room and it's like super nice yeah. he's that guy <laughs> uh, yeah. and so check it out he has yeah, this no. uh, i was gonna say he has this one episode where he tries to go to therapy but i won't tell you why he hates therapy even though he's a super nice guy he like goes into it and he just like you know i don't trust you <laughs> and it's, it's oh, that that episode you know brought me to tears for sure so that's all i'll say about it ted lasso <laughs> uh, any last any movies tv shows you want to drop before we move on Ooh, uh, i don't know so many um promising <laughs> is a really good movie but also a little bit of a stomach turn on that one which so. one Promising Young Woman. Mm, okay, okay. I haven't ever heard of that one. Uh, but I'll... have you seen everything, everything, everywhere, all at once yet? No. <laughs> I I hear like people who I know like never cry are telling me that they're leaving the theaters like in tears, and like I love to cry, so like I need to watch that film. Definitely check it out. I just seen it this past weekend. Wasn't yeah. what I was expecting from the trailers, honestly. I was That's like, what I hear. Yeah, yeah, they did a good job. Um, and the title fits it perfectly. I didn't think about it till afterwards, but as when they say everything everywhere all at once, it's like it's a horror movie, it's a comedy movie, it's an action movie, it's a drama movie. Like that's yeah. how far and they play with your emotions in that in, in that uh, movie. So check that yeah. one out. Yeah, definitely. Will. All right, <laughs> moving on to my third question in the warm up, which is. How would you like to be honored? If there was a way I could express the energy you possess, what could I do? Ooh, I don't know. Honored. Like a word that I'd want to describe me in a sense or? No, like a, an act. Like some people are like, oh, I want you to, you know, dance at least once in the day, you know, uh, if in, in my honor. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's hmm, a good one um do something uncomfortable like once a week so i'll know that someone out there is doing it with me <laughs> okay okay no i got you now we know now we know uh and then my my last question of the warm-up is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself um i would say like an eight I don't think that I would ever fully know myself because, you know, like you're always growing and you're always like um, learning and failing. And so I think that like I'll be ahead of the curve and my mind will be trying to catch up to, you know, figure myself out, if that makes sense. But I'm trying to get to like a nine if possible. I feel um, you. I feel you. Yeah. What, what, what would you say is your your favorite thing about yourself? Um... I think that I, I think my favorite thing and my least favorite thing about myself are the same. Oh. I think I, yeah. I think I think a lot, which is bad because, you know, like there's the side to it where you might think about things that you probably shouldn't be thinking about because it's going to give you anxiety. But then I feel like I ask interesting questions. I feel like I offer a good perspective. And it's because of all the thinking that I do up here, so. <laughs> now, do you feel like your mind just like zips through everything real fast or is it like 
you know by step by step I, i'm asking because i'm the same way uh i yeah. feel like in my mind if i'm presented a problem or an issue it just it's like i i would consider it like tennis right it'll bounce from this point to this point back and forth kind of like here's here's something that supports this here's something that supports this until it gets to a point where i'm like, okay well i can make the decision for myself um so how would you yeah. describe that thought process for you yeah i definitely feel like it my mind like bounces around really really quick from like topic to topic and sometimes i don't like i'll be in a conversation with someone and i won't voice it like i'll like pause in my like speaking because i'm trying to get to the conclusion but then like in my head i'll go from like this point to this point to this point like um and then when i start speaking again i'll be like on a completely different like train of thought and then the person will be really confused so I get yeah. that a lot too. People tell me I, I, I suck at telling stories because it's like, <laughs> I assume they already know what I know. So I don't give, like, I, I try to, I give them like three sentences for a story and they're like, that's it. And I'm like, yeah, because I don't feel like I should describe every little thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I feel you. All right. So before we move on to the icebreakers, I'm going to work on my ad delivery. Okay. So uh, if you are watching, please like if you might, share if you care, subscribe for a vibe that you didn't know was there. Uh, but yeah, so that's <laughs> that's my quick little thing. Um, let's move on to the icebreakers. Here we are. And our first icebreaker is going to be point of view, which is basically I'm going to give you a statement. And you let me know what your thoughts are on it. Um I normally go with overthinking is a bad thing, but I think you already kind of <laughs> gave me that answer. So we'll go to another one. Um, blood is thicker than water. How do you feel about that? Have you heard that, that statement before? Or? Yeah, but it's complicated because the full quote is, um, I think like blood of the covenant is thicker than water from the womb. So the full quote- That switches things up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, explain yeah, it to so me. Explain it to me. <laughs> I was pausing. Yeah. So, you know, everybody thinks like blood is thicker than the water, like blood as in your your family ties. But the full quote is blood of the covenant. The people that you choose to be in your life is thicker than the water of the womb, the people who are you're born with. And I think, yeah, sorry if, I, if that messes no, up. Your no, show. no, that, that's great. To, I, was, <laughs> I was today years old when I found it. Out, so <laughs> it definitely helps me out. Um, but, but yeah, so, yeah. all right, I, what do you think? <laughs> I agree with the full quote. I think that the people that you choose are, uh, those are the relationships that really matter. I think that, you know, not, I think, well, obviously from my perspective, I think that I've just grown up with, um, I'm just not as close to my family, I guess, as most people. And like, we're definitely getting closer, but I think it's uh, informed the way that I view relationships. And I think that you can have family members that are your ride or dies and that you always will be close to. But I think at the same time, like, especially in Asian culture, a big thing in that is like, respect your elders, you know, like do as you're told, hug your aunts and uncles. Um, and I, I think that's a little bit controversial for me because I think that sometimes they don't deserve that. And I think that teaching kids sometimes to do that can be damaging. So I know it's a hot take, but I would say the people who you choose over the people that you're born with. Honestly, you know, I think this, this really 
kind of reflects the kind of influence you've had growing up, right? Uh, I think there's there's close knit families and there's families that kind of like go do your own thing, be your own person at a really young age. Uh, so yeah, it really I think depends on the factors. I, don't, I have never really done a survey or like looked through yeah. all the answers and see what what's more or less uh, how people feel just yet. Um, yeah. But I think I've heard that people definitely feel more comfortable saying their family is people that they choose. Because uh, I don't know about you, but family stuff can get really messy, right? Um, especially like relative stuff. Um, yeah, and I mean, it sucks. You know, I, I, I apologize to my cousins all the time because we were raised closely. But now that we're adults, we're pretty like distant from each other. Um, and, you know, I just saw them this past weekend. And in my mind, I'm always thinking like, what could I do to, to make them feel like that because I still care or I still got love for them like I know this is only going to be a couple hours but what can I do to make them feel like they can still depend on me if they really needed to uh, but even, uh, even though they're living their own lives which sucks you know like I wish I could be a part of my nephews and nieces lives a little bit more uh, yeah. I'm giving myself excuses I'm saying too busy or they're too far um, but yeah I'm just, sorry I'm just talking this out for myself but <laughs> yeah I understand uh, and then my second statement for you is you can you can do anything you set your mind to how do you feel about that statement I think this is a bad time for me to answer that question because got you got you so I I am I used to swim in college and I retired from that sport like very recently and so I think I have a cynical take on it because in my mind, like, I feel like I did. I mean, I had a great career. Don't get me wrong. And like, I don't mean to complain. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're fine. I think there's like things that I wish that I could have done. And like, I think at a certain point, like your body has limitations and you just like, no matter how hard you try, you wouldn't be able to get to a certain level. So I think that's where that bitterness is coming from because you know I'm like thinking like I definitely did everything I could like I swam at UCLA that's how I got into college and I had like a really great career I was like able to swim um internationally and like at national meets and and meet a bunch of amazing people and so and so like I'm very grateful but at the same time I think at this like I just think that certain things you just aren't able to do but that being said I feel like overall that statement is correct because I don't think that you know like I think that whatever you put your mind to you can do in the sense that like if you really want to be able to achieve a certain thing in a broad sense that you can but maybe like more specific higher goals you wouldn't always be able to get to does that make sense no it does it does I think for me, I would change the statement to you can try anything you put your mind to <laughs> uh, instead of like fully do it. Um, you know, because for, for me, I, I definitely feel the same way. It's like there's been things in the past that I've wanted to do, um, but didn't put the time, effort needed really to do what I had a vision in my mind. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it's a lot more than just thinking about it all the time. And, you know, uh, yeah. you got to spend the time like. You can do anything you set your mind to, you put your time into, and that you're, you continue growing it with. Um, but if you just, you know, set your mind to it, then it's almost, I think there's a there's a quote that's like, um, 
I think I gotta look it up. I don't know if you've heard it before, but it's like a wish is a dream. I don't want to butcher it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it started with something deep, and then I can't even finish it. That happens to me so many times. But I like I was thinking like a good alternative is like shoot for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Like that kind of thing. I I agree with like you know aim high. And because if you if you miss, like you'll still be able to achieve amazing things, and maybe you'll find that you're exactly where you need to be. For sure, for sure. Never stop shooting. Um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to the next icebreaker, which is word for word. It's a word association. I'm gonna throw you where you give me the first thought or word that comes to mind. Right now, okay. I believe the record is 12, because you're gonna have 34 seconds do as many oh, so as you I can, can as, as i can yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> I say something embarrassing. okay okay you're gonna be fine you're gonna be fine uh, i'm gonna put the counter up so you should see a small one i hope you can see it clearly on your, your end but i'm gonna count down and get it rolling in three two one love heartbreak oh god people fun pain Ouch. Hurt. Oh, yeah. Uh, culture. Oh, no. Chinese. I don't know. Uh, success. Work. Freedom. Breathe. Present. Christmas. Future. Past. <laughs> uh, art. <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, you got nine. You got nine. That's that's very respectable. <laughs> uh, but what was the last one you said for art? Love. Why love for art? I was kind of surprised that I said that. But I think mm. just because, you know, I think in general, intense emotions um, create really good art. And, um, you know, love being one of the biggest ones that inspires. So. I got you. I got you. Yeah, I mean, you know, I just follow it up because uh, I like to dig a little bit. Uh, but there we go. Uh, we are done with the icebreakers. Moving back to the main stage. Uh, let's pop up, open this wheel, and give it a spin. Uh, just as a reminder, if you have any question that feels too deep or something you don't want to talk about, feel free to pass. Here we go. Number six. What is your mission? it's so lame because it's so like everybody has the same one but like I think my mission is to be happy and I think that I'm honestly figuring out what that means for me because I think that there's only a certain amount of things you can prioritize like there's only a certain amount of like people you can prioritize and um, activities you can prioritize and even like things like work-life balance like some like one a lot of time it's very hard to maintain an equal balance like one will probably be prioritized over the other and I in so like I was talking about swimming like for me I felt like I would have given anything for that and I feel like I I really did try to you know like I didn't I I would put swimming over like school over social life like I wouldn't go out like didn't really you know party in college or anything because I really really wanted to swimming first but I honestly think that that 
hurt my career because I ended up by the end of it, I wasn't having fun. Mm-hmm. And so I think that the big question for me is like, what really makes me happy? And what what am I doing for myself and not for other people? And once I'm able to answer those questions, like I think that I'll be on the right path. And I always want to put happiness above thing, other things that you can, you know, get addicted to like money or um, like, I don't know. I, I So I think that that's what I've been trying to answer. I got you. I got you. Uh, do you have any inkling of like, you know, what you could say truly makes you happy or something that you, as far as the balance in your life that you want to continue to keep? I don't know if swimming is still a thing for you, maybe like not competitively, but in your own recreational time, you're like, I need to get into the water. Um, but yeah, what, what are the things that make you happy? Honestly, like right now, like really random sports, like volleyball, I really like playing tennis, um, uh, like switch sports, <laughs> which is like... You tried switch. the volleyball one yet? Or I did, it's so fun. <laughs> um, so I think like um, trying new things, honestly, um and i think that a lot of things i do i do for other people so you brought up swimming like i think i do love it but it's strange because i can't tell <laughs> like Ooh, i'm like i see was yeah. That, yeah was it for me or like i've always been a huge people pleaser so i like there will be times where i would like because i really like training still so sometimes i'll swim with my old club team and i'll be like driving to practice and like halfway there I'll realize like I don't even want to swim today like why am I doing this and so I'll make like a just a huge circle like I'll drive there and like realize I didn't want to do it and I'm making myself because I feel like I have to and then I'll drive home and I'm like that was wasted time but it's it's no I got you it sounds like you just need some time away you know until maybe it rekindles your your spark for it uh, somewhere down the line I mean you know going to college for swimming you must have been spending a lot of your life uh you know in the pool and trying to make it happen was i mean i'm just wondering was your goal like olympic level like were you trying to get to that point or yeah i mean i think for me it's embarrassing to admit that because i feel like i was so far off um but my bad uh, i I didn't mean to put you in that no no, you're fine like that's a me thing like i but that was definitely something that i always wanted for myself with like making the Olympics but like looking back like I think I should have like I was so set in on that goal that I didn't enjoy the little thing so like for example like so there's a swim meet called Olympic trials and that's where you make you have to make that swim meet and then from there you compete to go to the Olympics and the top two people get to go and like I was able to I was fortunate enough to make that swim meet twice because it happens every four years you know so it's a little like hard to time right but I I think that I just wasn't enjoying it because the whole time I was thinking like well you know I suck like I'm not good enough or like like and but I'm there you know like I'm among the best like I don't know why I was making my goal this big thing when I could have made my goal like little things that are still a big deal like instead of you know getting second to make the team like what about getting like top 16 that's still impressive and so I think that's like the that's where the whole shoot for the moon and you might land among the stars thing comes from because I'm very guilty of getting ahead of myself and and making myself feel really bad for things that I shouldn't. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, you know, my first goal in life was to to be a rapper. 
Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's there's some music out there floating with my name on it. Uh, That's but so cool. Yeah, it was. I said I wanted to be it. Um, I don't think I ever put enough time and effort to put myself out there. Like you know, people ask me now. It's like, oh, would you like? You never stopped. You didn't retire. It's like it's still there. It's just I, I chose to spend less time on it. It's a different priority in my life. Um, so it can come back. And for me, it it became a thing where yeah, like what was I doing? What was I rapping for? There was something a part of it that was really like um, personal. Very you know, this is what I do to express myself. Uh, it's not about selling records. It's not about making party music. So right there, you know, if I'm trying to do it professionally, probably not going to work because you gotta, you gotta make that. Uh, you gotta play the game that and that I was unwilling to play. Like I could, I couldn't say I was the best rapper in my songs, you know, because it just felt weird. I didn't feel like, you know, I I can see other people better than me. <laughs> so why would I say that you should listen to my stuff because it's the best stuff out there? Um, so. Yeah, it, it messed with my ego. It felt like I was doing it for other people at a certain point as well. Um, so put that to the side, kept it more personal. And that's, I hope, you know, maybe for you, swimming can come back in that kind of form where it's like, I just, like, you just feel good to be in the water. And I, I suck at swimming. So that's that's not really for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so hopefully it comes back to you at some point. Yeah. Uh, we'll give the wheel another spin. Uh, and I don't know if you know this, but we have about... 15-ish minutes left in the podcast. I just hope you're having a good time. <laughs> no, I, this is awesome. I really sure. like this. Thank you. For sure. Here we go. Another spin. Number 24. Ooh, okay. So this is, you know, a little... Like that, on, like that honor question where it feels like, oh, it's like what do you mean is it when i die like uh, so this one <laughs> some people take that question like that you know because i oh, ask okay. how, how would you like to be honored and they're like you mean when i'm gone <laughs> uh, oh, okay. yeah. i never want to say it but this one's pretty like on the nose about it so if you were in that situation where like you could you would be a vegetable but stay alive or we could pull the plug and let you move on what, what would you rather want <laughs> would you want oh, to pull the plug, pull the plug? <laughs> like easily i like not in like a morbid way where it's like you know i'm trying to go i got you i got you yeah. more in the sense that i think well first off there's this syndrome called locked in syndrome which i'd be terrified to get where it's like you people think that you're a vegetable but you're actually aware but you just can't say anything or move it's a real thing and it's obviously very hard to tell if somebody is locked in or if they're actually just a vegetable, but that would just be, imagine like living years like that, that would suck. So there's that. Um, <laughs> and we think we, we think we oversink now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but on the other end of it, I think that I just wouldn't want my family and friends to like put so much money, time, resources into me when, you know, like it, 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 I just wouldn't want them to hold on to that and it already sounds like being a vegetable just like even if I was you know cognizant just doesn't sound like a life that is you know it's not like the preferred way of living I guess and so I, I, I think I'd want to set my friends and family free I guess of that 
for sure for sure um definitely appreciate you sharing i know it's not easy to talk about uh you ever watch that one show malcolm in the middle or never i've heard of it i've seen clips but never a full episode there's definitely uh, a reason why i bring it up is uh there's a scene where the dad he like he's just a stranger to this family but for some reason they're like um uh, he was chosen to be the person to choose whether or not to pull the plug because he was like a neighbor and the neighbor was all like i don't want my family to choose i want my, my neighbor to choose so he's there the two families are giving him like both sides like he's a strong fighter he's, he wants to keep going and then the other side's like don't you see how much he's in pain he is like you know we yeah. should let him go um yeah. but yeah so now your family won't have that kind of issue uh i think i think i threw this question in here just in case like you know these things happen and i really want people to know how you feel you know like before it's too late like you you gave them a solid answer of what you wanted i mean hopefully they honor that hopefully it never gets to that point i don't know if you heard the knock knocked on wood for you (laughs) all right uh and i think he got let's do one more spin like i think it'll be fine totally forgot to throw this up here <laughs> but we got number awesome number 34 uh wink wink but uh <laughs> what's it called so this one is where do you feel like you belong oh i don't know it's um i think belonging is like it's such a strange feeling because i feel like there's, it's like nothing that you can necess- for me at least it's like nothing necessarily that I can put into words it's just a feeling um, and sometimes it has to do with people or a place um, and so for me like my place of belonging is like it, it, it kind of just there's like a lot of places that I guess I feel like I can belong which is comforting in a sense like for example, like whenever I go back to um, Guangzhou, China, which is where my parents are from, like I feel very like at home, which is strange because I wasn't born there. And the first time I went was like when I was like a kid. So it wasn't like I spent a bunch of time there and I didn't even like it as a kid. But now as an adult, like something about it, like I really enjoy being there and I don't I'm not fluent in the language or anything, but just like I said, just a feeling. Um, and then there are some people in my life where it's like, I get scared cause it's like, I, I have this thing where I'm afraid that the feeling won't last forever, but like, I feel really safe with those people. And like, like for example, my best friend, like, I don't know what it is about him, but like, I always feel like wherever you go, like I would just feel at home. Like, even if I'm like out of place. So I think it there's a lot of places that I can belong which is a good thing and for me it's just it's just a feeling yeah that, that sounds pretty special to me um I, I definitely understand the the hometown feeling um you know the first time I went back to the Philippines where my parents kind of grew up I said the same thing it feels like home um, yeah. and I don't know if it's because I've for once in my life I was part of the majority <laughs> but uh right. it, it definitely felt like I don't know this is where I think my ancestors spirits were kind of like you know drawing me in or being like you know this, <laughs> these are where your roots are and so yeah. you know it's good to feel that way um I think that's changed a little bit for me because when I do go back to the Philippines nowadays I feel like that there's that barrier of like 
you're more American than Filipino. Uh, so, and vice versa, when I'm in America, it's like I'm more Filipino than American. Uh, so it gives me that, I wouldn't call it an identity crisis, but it definitely makes me feel like I need to prove something to, to the Philippines for me to feel accepted once again. Um, you're giving me a lot of realizations about how different I am from when I was a kid because I felt like my, my walls were a lot lower and I could be more I guess open to these feelings but now I'm just like damn I, I didn't know that I, I was overthinking about these things versus right. as a kid I was just letting it happen but so. I have a random question for you yeah go for it does it like scare you in a sense that like you can feel so strongly and so positively about something like for your example was the Philippines, but then it can change later in your life. Like, does that, because that's something I think about and I'm like, that scares me. Cause you can't, there's not really a warning for it, I guess. Yeah, there isn't a warning. Um, I think before I felt really, so one of the big things in my mind and in my life that I hold on to very dearly is balance. So like because the fact that I felt that way as a kid and I feel this way now as an adult, it's things that are evening out. Um, so because I'm the kind of person who really does go to extremes, uh, like, you know, I feel that. yeah, so and when I get there, I, I'm kind of stubborn about it, too. Like, no, this is how I feel. This is how I always feel um, <laughs> until something changes. And, you know, I. I try to stay open now now that I'm older I, I stay open um and then because I know it's gonna eventually even out I, I don't know for me it's balance is super key any opinion out there or any take that I have I always am aware now that there's this whole other side to it and good or bad that's part of overthinking right because <laughs> you want to see all both sides or all sides um so yeah that, that's that's how I feel about it honestly any anything else you want to add to that before we move on? No, I, it's just like I went when you were talking. I was like, I completely relate to that. Like the whole equilibrium thing is, it's not some like it's something important, but it's not something that I am good at because, like you mentioned, like extremes. Like I actually feel like I do work in intense extremes of one spe- one side of the spectrum or the other, and I feel like I find it very hard to stay centered. So when you're talking about that, I like that take that like, at least it's like coming to equilibrium. Because for me, I think I just get really worried. Instead of staying in the present, I'm just like, well, I won't know that this feeling will last forever. And that scares me. Um, But I guess in a sense that that's an interesting take that it gives you comfort that it'll come to equilibrium. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's what seems to stay true like through my observations of everyone's lives <laughs> uh, that the balance is there uh, if you give it enough time it's going to balance out um, so yeah it it definitely feels that way for me and um, you know hopefully it's something you could take with, with you as well we're going to move on to the yeah. 34th mantra um, so I'm going to ask you to fill in the phrase I am I can, I will. So I am blank. I can blank. I will blank. Um, and I will. It's probably the most uncomfortable part. You, you'll see it on the screen. Uh, you'll yeah. have a reminder. But let me know when you're ready, because I, I don't want you to feel like you're you're in that screen for too long. <laughs> okay. Oh gosh. Okay, I think I'm ready. All right. Here we go. <laughs> go for okay. it. 
I am enough. Um, I can adapt and I will succeed. For sure. I can dig it. I can dig it. Uh, I'm going to move on. So now you'll have a reminder. If you ever forget, you got the sound bite of yourself, you know, it's reminding you. <laughs> and then I'm going to move on to the, the next question is actually from my previous guest. So shout out to Jamar. Thank you for your question for, for Kanisha. Um, his question for you is, have you discovered your purpose and are you fulfilling it? If not, why not? So we'll start with that first one. Have you discovered your purpose? Oh, um, no, I don't. I don't think I've discovered my overarching purpose. I think I've discovered like the subset of goals to figuring that out, I guess. Um, or at least if I don't have a clear view of that, like I'm figuring out how to figure it out. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Very um, meta. <laughs> that's that's what life is. Life is hella meta. <laughs> um, so if you could, well, why why don't you feel like you f- you found it just yet? I think I just go back and forth between even figuring out if like everybody has a purpose per se. I I think that sometimes I'm kind of cynical and I'm like, well, you know, like. Ha- it's a very human thing to think that everybody has a purpose in a sense. Um, or maybe it's logical because it's giving yourself a goal. I don't really know. I haven't really thought about it too, that too much. Sh- that's interesting that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know so, if that's human. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like, I'm just trying not to, not to think about that overarching thing too much because I think it'll freak me out and then I'll get into the questions like that like is it like human to do that or is it logical or you know mm-hmm. so like I said I think I'm trying to figure out myself and figure out things about like what makes me happy what makes me want to be on you know appreciate life but what are those things and so that is what I'm I'm learning and it, it seems almost silly to me because it's like I'm an adult so you know you would think that you would know those things already but i feel like i was working off of a blank slate off of college so <laughs> um yeah not for sure and <laughs> you you mentioned you know that you're, you're an adult uh and like honestly like being the idea of a, being an adult like i feel like you just have experienced more than somebody that's younger but like I don't know for you for me the my the consciousness that I've I've had or still have it, I feel like I've had it since I was 12 like you know and um my friend asked me or he was like do you think that's normal do you do you think like feeling un- undeveloped as an adult is is how everybody feels um cuz you know he was trying to make me think like maybe there's something wrong and maybe there's something we need to fix in ourselves to feel like we're we're developing and growing as adults I don't have a good answer for that just yet you know for me i want to believe it's normal i want to believe that everybody feels like a little kid in their heads um but you know like is it is that really what it is or is other people who already feel like they're adults maybe it's also because i'm not a parent i feel like that's the biggest milestone in someone's life to be like oh now i'm really an adult versus you know i'm still growing (laughs) but uh yeah so yeah you brought it up and it just made me think about that again 
No, I feel like one thing though that I learned like <laughs> just like being like working and being in a professional like setting is like I feel like you know when you're a kid you think that adults know what they're doing and then now that I'm adult an adult is just like no they definitely don't <laughs> so I, I don't know how what you mean exactly when you say that you feel like a kid but I guess I feel like a kid in the sense that I feel like I know even less I but I'm just aware of it whereas when I was a kid like I just didn't know things but I didn't know it um but in both cases both parties are just trying to figure it out so <laughs> I think we could break it Sorry, oh, yeah. say, say that you, it was a little what? I was just saying, like, it's a little bit of a letdown to, to realize that when you get to adulthood, like, you don't, you know, your problems are still there. <laughs> yeah, you haven't figured it out. Like, just because you got yeah. older doesn't mean <laughs> that all the problems are done. Um, yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, my, my second to last question for you is, what would you like to ask the next guest on 34 Questions? Do I, is there like any limits to it or absolutely take it wherever you want could be silly could be super deep could be a long question short question up to you okay. what is your most painful relationship and what makes it painful I don't know if that's too much no no that's fine that's fine what is your most painful relationship I'm just writing it down that is heavy though that is heavy and I, I like it I like it we'll see what my guest feels like but everyone's always been open about these things so I think you'll be just fine so what is your most painful relationship and what was the second part and what makes it painful got you that's deep that's deep I think I'll even have a hard time answering that I'd have to let it stew a little bit uh, but for sure, I appreciate it. And my last question for you, the question that ties everything together, 100, 200, 300 years from now, your descendants are watching this video. What would you like to tell them? Uh, I, I guess I just want them to know that the people that came before them um, were very fun, were very stupid, and that was the best thing about them was that they were complex and that they were smart, but they were idiots at the same time, and that you know they were funny but like also really boring, and that all of that just grants them to be the, like free, and that they don't need to feel. Like they need to aspire to any of their like ancestors, like clean slate. So you do you. <laughs> yeah. I, I can dig it. I can. Dig. Now they know. Now they know. Uh, you do you, y'all. The future. <laughs> Keep doing you. Um, but for sure. Any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? No, I think if I if I'm like if you think that I've been so totally awkward don't worry like i've already been thinking that myself so you were great you were great i don't think there was any issues any trouble on my end at least um i just hope when you look at back at this maybe you can't look back at it like you know right away but a year from now two years from now whenever you check it out that it, it brings you know a smile to your face and that's all i i really want it to be so i want to thank you again for kanisha for stopping by it was a great conversation on my end I hope you had fun. Uh, 
want to thank all the folks out there if you watching on youtube listening on spotify or apple Podcasts. i want to appreciate your time as well um, remember to reach out reach forward as always much love and we'll catch you guys next time on 34 questions peace then it fades out from there uh but yeah would you mind